care. Like when you're barking and I'm like, please stop, you're probably like, you don't even know that I'm like professing a Shakespearean sonnet to this other dog across the street. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Sure Things was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Unless you count my dad. Today, I would like to talk about animals and, in a smaller way, about pets, and in a smaller way about insects. (laughs) The idea came to me um, as I reflected on early childhood and kind of how that, how life kind of becomes a little cycle, it feels. Um, So when I was little, when I was little and way, way before any societal standards, I feel, came on top of me (laughs) or my classmates. Um, I was more more or less a tomboy. Um, So I used to love my friends and I used to climb trees. We used to have warm races. I used to, you know... Whatever you might entail for a tomboy, I would play with my cousin's trucks. Um, I didn't have that big of an interest in Barbies. That shifted, for sure, because I had to get my hands on the new Brad stall, you already know. Um, However, in the beginning, I kind of like, none of that really interests me. Not to say that that makes you girly or makes you anything, makes you not a tomboy. However, back then, I think any stereotype you could think of a tomboy was kind of the vibe. And I used to have this love of insects, too. I used to love, you'd see little worms, you'd see a little spider, you'd see a little bug, a ladybug, a cricket, um, firefly, anything kind of tiny. I was just like, huh, so interesting. Like, why are you here? What are you doing? You're taking up so little space, and yet you're making so much noise in my ear. Like, what a conundrum. (laughs) And... However, something shifted around, I want to say, like, age, let's say, seven, eight, maybe nine. Became a lot more, quote, end quote, girly. Um, A lot more appearance-obsessed, or more so (laughs) appearance-aware. That's when the Barbers and the Brats came about. They were there before, but a real new, like, desire to have the latest Barbie or to dress up my dolls or have a bunch of dolls, American Girl dolls, all of that, became really super, super important to me. And my interest with insects kind of died off. My interest with animals also kind of died off. I developed this insane fear of dogs. And I mean fear. Like, my friends, I have distinct memories of going to my friend's house and feeling so terrible, but also feeling so strongly that I had to ask them to, like, put their dog away and saying that now makes me so embarrassed so sad so heartbroken for those dogs (laughs) um even though I you know I'd only be there for a day 
or however long, an hour, whatever a play date may entail. Um, obviously, like, they would, some of my friends would put the dogs in other rooms or outside or whatever, but, like, um, but again, I, I don't know, this fear of dogs developed. A fear of a lot of um, pet animals in general, but truly of dogs. Like, I don't, I just was so frightened by them. If you were a golden retriever, really excitable, really, you know, loving and love to jump on people and say, like, I love you. At least those were the goldens I knew. Um, I was terrified. And I don't know why. Like, looking back, I can't think of a traumatic event that might have happened or what I perceived them to be like. Maybe the sandlot. Maybe I was like, but even in the sandlot, the dog's not that bad. Either way, terrified, right? And I just think that's such an interesting thing because I distinctly remember... I remain friends with a lot of my middle school friends and I remember the age where I stopped being afraid of dogs and like my friend Hadley, shout out, love you girl, her dog Polar Bear, Polar, used to wake us up in the morning, um, may she rest in peace, and it was, I was like, oh cool, like this dog is super friendly, like loves to vibe, loves to say like, what's up, wake up, um, so it became the best thing in the world and I was like oh dogs are so sweet loving cool awesome I'm a dog person like I love them <laughs> um and so that brings me back to I feel like around that age I started to develop my love of animals and insects and things like that again I got really earthy uh crunchy granola for those who say that phrase um and I just started to believe that like animals were the dopest things alive like doper than us, um, <laughs> otherworldly. I'm like, we don't even know what they're thinking. That's crazy. Like we, as humans, I feel, think <laughs> we know a lot of things. And the fact that we like don't really know what's going on, like we can have all the studies we want, but like we can't ask a dog, like, is this correct? All we can do is, you know, take our knowledge and apply it to what we see within their bodies, within how their brains work, within how they move or what their desires are, their instincts, things like that. So I just think animals, anything that's like not human, I'm like, wow, what an amazing creature you are. And that has made me such a pet person, such a dog person, such a cat person. Um, and I'm still learning. I feel like there's probably a bunch of animals I'm going to develop a love for. Like when I was younger, again, putting that tomboy phrase, I wanted a farm. When I became that middle adolescent age, I was like, girl, what were you thinking? And now I'm back to being like, I want a farm. Like, why am I not living with my sheep and my cows and my chickens waking me up in the morning like excuse me where are they um I hear a rooster sometimes in the morning and I'm like thank you for waking me up and letting me know signaling the day has begun and gratitude is abundant thank you to these three birds that always every year at our house here um they sit outside my window literally three little birds sat on my window and they told me I don't need to worry as Corinne Bailey Ray might say or as Bob Marley might say um telling us that everything's all right. These birds just show up and I'm always looking out the window and I'm like, thank you. Thank you for literally just sitting there and being a creature that I literally don't, can't communicate with really, but like clearly we've got a good thing going. I digress. So again, that made me a pet person, um, kind of redeveloping that love for these amazing creatures that we inhabit the earth with. And that made me think again about becoming a dog person and now having this dog that I have right now. And I relate this to the podcast and Jamaica in the fact that um, <laughs> I like seeing pets in shows. Um, and I like thinking about how pet 
quote unquote ownership here is different than it is in Jamaica, at least with many people. Um, and I thought I'd just discuss those things a little bit. So, so I, um, have a little beagle puppy, a little beagle babe named Chippy, Chippewitch, Chip Skylark for long, Chippewitch for short, Chip for short. <laughs> um, and I was just discussing with a friend on Instagram who grew up with the family of beagles, um, how it was one of the most challenging periods of my life. And I've had dogs before. I've had two dogs before. I've also babysat a dog for a long time before, like a long time. Like I, I've been around dogs. It's not my first rodeo with a puppy. However, beagles are interesting. <laughs> um, the puppy stage is no fun for anyone, I'm sure. It's a lot. They're hyper. They, it's kind of like a toddler, but like more so like a baby toddler. So like a baby with the crying and the like not being able to like know what to do with themselves, but also the toddler where like they can now walk and chew things and put things in their mouth that like they shouldn't. And even after they taste it and know it's like not food, they're still going to try to swallow it for some reason. However, beagles on top of that, all of that puppy, toddler, adolescent phase, they also are like very stubborn um, as I'm sure some breeds are, but very stubborn, very driven by their instinct to hunt. Um, so that nose, that nose knows what's up. Like that nose is the first thing that walks into the room, not the body, not the ears, not the floppy ears. No, it's that nose. That nose is the GPS. So walking with this dog, I have never had so many mental breakdowns and I, it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being 100% serious. She would eat literally anything the amount of masks that I had to like try to grab out of her hand I mean out of her mouth out of her hand can you imagine um was astronomical it, I mean and then also that's what I noticed with not to get all eco-friendly but also to get all eco-friendly because I noticed with this dog how much trash there is on the ground like before I wasn't really noticing um other than when I would like do cleanups you know roadside cleanups or things like that but like walking this dog down my own street, I was like, dear God, the trash on the ground. Like she, and she'll put anything in her mouth. It doesn't matter. Food for sure. Cause beagles, that's what's, that is their guiding light is food. <laughs> so she would eat anything on the ground, but also just, there were masks, flosses on the ground. There's like, I don't even know, shoes. There's a sandal that we walked by. So I've had, it was, so that's one thing that was, I just kept breaking down. Um, it's the chewing, the puppy stage of the chewing was astronomical. Um, and also the selective hearing that um, it's said that beagles have, which is she knows it's wrong and she also hears you. And like you can like see it in her eyes um, that she doesn't want to do it, but she cannot resist. So it was just, it was a really growing process for me. Um, it was a really intense process and I was struggling. I wanted, like I didn't sleep. And again, this may sound, this relates to me back to Jamaica because a lot of it is my Jamaican family. Um, my dad specifically, who also has, of course, come around in true dad fashion, but Jamaicans think, you know, dog belongs outside. Dog belongs as the guard of the house. Like dog doesn't need a sweater. Dog doesn't need <laughs> Um, to be on the couch dog doesn't need to be licking me like dog what why is this dog here and why is it in my space um so 
like in Jamaica, you know, I don't think I know too many of my relatives with actual dogs unless they live up here in the U.S. Like I'm trying to think I know of dogs, like dogs who come back to the house because they get feed outside, food outside. Um, and you know, they know this is the place they come to get food or whatever, but mostly they are there as guard dogs, I feel, or they're strays. Um, so having a pet is like kind of, it's always like a humorous thing. I feel like for my relatives, it's not a thing (laughs) kind of feels like a very American thing. And I know that's how it's looked on. Um, however, they love animals. That's the thing too. Like or maybe love's the wrong word, but I also think it's love. And any of my Jamaican relatives can feel free to diss me after this and say you're speaking nonsense. But I feel they do love animals and they grew I feel like a lot of them grow up with animals, so they're very comfortable with them. Um, a lot more than I ever did, you know. And so my dad was just talking about riding a donkey to get the water because you didn't have pipes. And I'm like, foreign concept, but also like, can we go back to that? But also like grass is always greener, but also, like, need my farm, um, but yeah, he was just talking about that, so, like, they grew up with animals, everything like that, but again, animals were for the outside, animals were not for inside the house, unless it's, like, a cat, but even still, those cats are outside cats, they're not, like, necessarily live with you cats, and again, maybe someone has a different experience with their Jamaican family, extended family, direct family, um, and please let me know, because I love hearing differing upbringings and opinions and everything like that, so I want to know, However, that's how my family was. So it's just interesting because, yeah, my dad, for definitely the beginning of getting this puppy, this puppy, Chip, which she was a gift for Secret Santa for my sister. Um, And I knew the second that my sister got her, I was like, all right, bet I have to potty train this dog because my dad is already going to be upset. I still live with my dad and my sis. And I was like, my dad's going to be mad if this dog is doing anything inside the house because he already thinks the dog should be outside. So like first order of business, potty training. And that took a lot of discipline. And I, it like, again, it to me kind of sounds ludicrous. And I can't tell if that's because I'm from a Jamaican family and I'm like, he's dedicated so much time to this animal. However, I want to kind of pat myself on the back because I really did like dedicate the time <laughs> to potty train this dog. Again, we had dogs before and I wasn't the best. I really wasn't as disciplined. I wasn't as, um, I wasn't as intentional as I am now with Chip. Um, and so I, I didn't like for a couple months there was really off my sleep schedule because I was trying to get this dog to like know outside was the place to go and like know where inside was. She couldn't do any, like it wasn't inside, wasn't the place to drop your business, you know? That's how I say it, tell her to do her business and she'll do it outside. Um, so I, yeah, that again, it's just, it's a, it felt like a learning lesson, learning lesson, a lesson learned. Mm. It felt like that um, because I really took the time out to get that done. And I really wanted it to be like the first thing she learned. And it is such a breeze now. It's not even a concern of mine. She is out all the time and she is so chill. Like she doesn't it's never an issue. It it was nipped in the bud from like month five and we've been cruising. And now of course, you know, my dad's buddy, buddy, what's up chip. I love you, chip. What's up bestie feeding her human food, even though I'm like, please don't, but also like, I understand because those eyes, but either way, yeah, dad, typical dad fashion turned around. 
Um, so that's always fun. It's fun to see Jamaicans interact with pets because they are just, <laughs> they're just hilarious. One time, a couple years ago, one of my pets, one of our dogs sneezed and my dad called him a bastard. And it still to this day remains one of the funniest things that's ever happened. My sister and I chat about it all the time. Um, so yeah, it's just very fun. And then to relate this back to shows, um, I was thinking a little bit about a couple of things. So one of them was, I think it's like so sad. At least I can't remember right now. My brain may be fogged, but I don't remember there ever being an episode where it was like, bring your pets to work day for the office. I just think that would have been so fun. Um, like I know Dwight and his random animal knowledge, animal facts, um, anything on fruit farm, um, and I'm just trying to think of like anyone having a pet and I really can't remember it. I'm sure I'm blanking and there is something, but I think that's a really cool episode or that'd be a fun episode. So another office show comes around, not like a re reboot, but like a, just a show about an office. Maybe there is one right now where they do bring your pets to work day or like they have therapy pets. Um, I really think that'd be fun. And I just thinking of therapy pets. I have this distinct memory from College of the Holy Cross, Alma Mater, shout out, um, where <laughs> it was finals week, I believe, and I was very stressed, and I started crying from the cuteness of the therapy dogs they brought, and the therapy dog came over to me and started licking me, and I was like, you think I'm crying from, like, sadness of the finals, but I'm crying because you're so cute, and, like, this is pure bliss, um, so shout out to every therapy dog, you are real ones out there. Yes, so um, I think it'd be cool to see office pets or even like, because I know Angela. Oh, I guess no, Angela. <laughs> Angela had all her cats. I forgot that one of the fire, <laughs> the fire safety episode or whatever episode it's called, where her cat is in her <laughs> desk drawer. Like, how funny. Okay, so that's amazing. Angela for the win. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. I love that. And I think. That is very funny. I think office pets, often too, people, you know, they say some people look like their pets turn into their pets or their pets look like them. I think that's just something really fun to explore. Um, and I adore learning about my friends' pets, um, actors' pets, anybody's pets, pets in general, animals in general. Like, thank you for existing. Um, so I just corrected myself in this as I'm speaking in this episode. Um, so thank you, Angela, for her cats. And if I'm forgetting anyone else, I think Oscar may have a dog now that I'm talking. <laughs> like, I think he does have a dog. I think it's toward the latter part of the the series um, when Angela... I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but yes. So there it is. I corrected myself. There are some pets in the office. If anyone else can think of any more, please let me know. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I think of Champion in Parks and Rec and Little Sebastian. Um, and Parks and Rec as well. I think Champion is such a great addition to Andy and April. I think it is, it's just, what, <laughs> what a great conclusion to a couple, you know? What a great, what a great addition. I already said that, but yeah, it's just an oddity, a <laughs> random choice, but something that fits so perfectly with the essence of those two characters. Um, 
And I really loved it. I loved it because it wasn't like at the first episode, it's funny about Champion. And then it's just like, this is Champion. And Champion, <laughs> and the episode where Leslie, um, get on your feet, where she has her, um, I think it's her campaign speech. Um, and Champion is a part of that episode. And that one scene with get on your feet, Gloria Estefan. Um, and it's, if you haven't seen it, you can just go to YouTube and write in, you know, Parks and Rec, get on your feet. And it's, it's gold. It's gold. Um, so I love that. And I love the dog inclusion there. Uh, little Sebastian, I actually went to the Big E for the first time and they had a tiny horse. I think it was called a tiny horse, maybe a pony, but I don't think it was called a pony. I think it was called tiny horse. Um, and yeah, Little Sebastian is also a wonderful addition to Parks and Rec universe um, because a, a horse, a tiny horse who holds a degree to Notre Dame or something like it just it speaks to the show in such a way that shows like you have to watch the show to even slightly understand little Sebastian or slightly understand where even the joke is because me saying right now a horse that holds a degree to Notre Dame it's like funny because it's absurd but you're like how does that fit into the world but then when you watch Parks and Rec you're like oh because Pawnee <laughs> is an insane place um, but again, also at the same point, back to me, like being in awe of creatures, like why can't they hold degrees? <laughs> what if this horse is like smarter than me? Um, and that's like not even saying anything because it probably is. <laughs> Sometimes I look at Chip and I'm like, you can probably read my mind and I just don't know, you know, and you just don't care. Like when you're barking and I'm like, please stop. You're probably like, you don't even know that I'm like professing a Shakespearean sonnet to this other dog across the street. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Anywho, um, <laughs> and yeah, so I just, this episode's kind of all over the place, but I just thought it'd be a nice little exploration of animals in general. Um, lastly, just personal note, I have discovered that it, there's a large possibility I'm allergic, allergic to cats. Um, which is something I think I may have known but forgot or something I just have never really realized because I haven't been around that many cats. However, um, being around my boyfriend's cat, I realized it. And then being around a cat in Georgia this past weekend, I realized it. And also, yeah, it's just, it's kind of a bummer because I've recently, like in the past four years, really started to like cats and like very, I think they're very chill and very, I love their essence. I feel with my name being Katrina and people calling me Cat and now Kitty at the same time, I'm just, I'm disheartened by the news. <laughs> um, and I wish it was something mild too, just like a little sneeze, sneeze, cough, cough. But then it was like hives and flaky skin and then scratchy throat and like, red eyes and the sneezing and coughing so like it wasn't a small thing which is really sad because again am I or am I not gonna own a cat eventually or like have a cat I don't really like the word own um but yeah probably you know what I mean especially if I'm still wanting a farm the cat's inevitable <laughs> so all this to say hopefully I become like I continue to expose myself and I just become less allergic um, it hasn't worked with peanuts, but like maybe it'll work with cats. Um, 
and yeah, that's that's really all I have to say. Like this episode is kind of just a little solo um, soliloquy, you know? Uh, are all soliloquies solo? Probably. I just wanted the alliteration. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this rando episode um, of Shortings. Very not specific or direct. I kind of just wanted to get a little piece of content out there because it's been a little minute. And we're in the first month of the new year and like I still didn't upload anything. So here it is. Sure Tings Animals Edition. Um, I probably will revisit this topic at some point. I just wanted to share this little tidbit of how I was feeling currently. And to recap, I just think that we should give animals a hug a lot of the time because they deserve it and they're kind of just on here chilling and then we came and we were like let's like build roads and like you know disrupt your natural habitat and like get mad at you for taking time to cross the street um when really you're just chilling and you're kind of like well I was kind of doing this and then you showed up like am I supposed to change or are you supposed to change and again we need cars but like I'm not gonna get into it because it's just it's a lot. <laughs> I've really been talking a lot. I, I don't know how this is going to go over. But I am at the point where I think any episode I record by myself, I'm not going to edit. I'm just going to let it go and free free talk, free speech, <laughs> free done. Um, I'm going to end. I love everyone who's listening to this. And I love humanity and the earth and animals there it is again big up to my family in jamaica i miss everyone there big up to all the animals in jamaica you are the real ones and you keep me going as well and um big up to all my jamaican family here in the u.s and all the animals here in the u.s you're also real ones you all also keep me going um big up to michael shore i'm sure for something um, maybe the shows, um, and big up to you who's listening because it's pretty cool, and I'm gonna end for real. I'm so sorry for the duration of this, this outro. Doan, play that joint. Is like I came into their space, <laughs> their home, their humble abode, and I'm like, can you please make me more comfortable and like leave? How dare I? How dare I? <laughs>